it's true that things happen at camp that don't happen anywhere else. I can tell you why that is. Um, actually, I'll let Thor tell you why. Welcome to Happen Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. Yes, we are. Hello, happy. Hello, lifer. Here I am at Camp Whatever, and I'm singing this for a reason, because it is the beginning of my youth camp season. What's up, happy lifers? Coming at you from O'Hare Airport. Uh, just took the red eye in, and uh, getting ready to get on my next flight to fly into Green Bay, where I, they will pick me up, and I got an hour drive, and we're heading to Camp Daniel. This is episode two of the summer camp series, and I just thought I would hit you real quick coming from the airport. I don't know what quality this is going to be, because I packed my portable studio that fits in the palm of your hand. I packed that in my suitcase, which is checked on the plane. And it appears that my lapel mic, which is the next best thing, um, the battery is dead. So now I'm going to have to just record it uh, from my phone. So I hope I hope the quality is going to be good enough as I sit here on this window looking over the tarmac and all the planes coming in and out of here. It's a pretty cool sight. but um, So that's why the quality is a little bit uh, wanting. I've got a few minutes before I've got to get on my, my next flight. We had to sit on the runway for a little bit while our, our gate cleared, so I don't have as much time. But I thought I'd come at you really quick. Hopefully this quality is going to be good enough for you. But I don't have that much free time once Camp Daniel starts, so I thought I would try to get one uh, recorded right now. So, thinking of summer camp series, you know, I talked in our in the No Filters uh, podcast, our, our first summer camp episode of, of our summer camp series about no filters and all the cool things that happen at camp. And I said, things happen at camp that happen nowhere else. Uh, that's the truth. Um, I'm telling you, I've seen things happen at camp that will, that just are just mind-boggling. They just will blow you away. Sorry if I'm a little bit delirious. Like I said, I took the red eye last night. I got a little bit of sleep. You know, it's funny, too, because I, um, I posted on, on, on my social media. I took a picture of the chair, and I said, you know it's going to be a good flight when you have buttons like this? And I, they've got, like, buttons all over that chair, uh, buttons that will adjust your headrest. There's a button there that will adjust your torso. There's a button there that will adjust your feet, the recliner portion. And uh, so I took a picture of that, and I posted it and said, it's going to be a good flight when you got buttons like these. The funny thing is, is the buttons didn't work. <laughs> they didn't work after after I posted that. It's just so funny. The, the guy had to come and manually adjust my seat. So at one point, it was basically flat. And I got a little bit of sleep then, but then I couldn't do anything um, after that, unless except for lay down. And um, I couldn't sleep, so then he had to adjust it up a little bit. And so <laughs> uh, I've got a, a, my next flight coming up here in about 20 minutes, so I'm trying to get this recorded. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's true that things happen at camp that don't happen anywhere else. It's a very
very powerful moment. I can tell you why that is. Um, actually, I'll let Thor tell you why. Now, if you haven't seen Thor of Ragnarok, I'm going to try not to spoil too much of it here, but maybe you need to watch that movie before you listen to this podcast. But um, I was watching that with another happy lifer here a couple months ago in Washington, D.C., and we were doing a happy you out there, and uh, it was it was pretty cool as as this happy life and I were watching uh, Thor of Ragnarok. Um, he is he is battling his sister, which is the goddess of death, and uh, she shows up and she's just got him um, in this battle. And I, the first thing I loved about it is that Thor is like he's always in a rough spot. He's always in a tough situation. He's always in a scary place. He's always bound up in chains or in some cage somewhere with some fire-breathing dragon monster that wants nothing more than to destroy him and make him feel pain. And he's always just relaxed, <laughs> no matter what, because he knows he has his hammer, you know? And and if you believe in God, and you know that God is all-powerful, all-powerful, and he's everywhere, and he's got our back, and he loves us more than anything else, he's our hammer. We shouldn't ever worry. And I felt like, as I was watching that movie, I felt like God was saying to me, I want you to be... I want you to be confident like Thor is and not worry about the circumstances around you that that feel like a fire-breathing guy with horns on his head, you know. So anyway, uh, when he faces his sister, it's a battle like he's never faced before. And for the first time, basically you see fear in his eyes. And, uh, you know, he whips his hammer at her and she catches it single-handedly and just crushes it with one hand. shows you what her power is and she gets rid of his hammer. Well, what's he going to do at this point? You know, and at one point she has him by the neck and she says, what are you the God of now again? You know, and he's about to die. And so he kind of goes into the spirit realm and he, he meets his dad there and uh, he tells his dad, I can't do this. And uh, his dad, his dad said, well, why not? And he says, because I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. And I honestly, as I'm watching, I felt like God was saying, listen up, Steve, pay attention here. And uh, that part really hit me because I felt like I was saying, Steve, it's like Winnie the Pooh, right? Christopher Robin, you're smarter than you think you are. You're, you are strong enough. You you can't do this thing. His, his father, Odin, told him, you're, you're smarter than me and you're stronger than me. And he says, but she took my hammer. And he said, are you the god of the hammer? You're the god of thunder, which is the voice of the lightning. The power isn't even in the thunder. The power is in the lightning. The thunder just tells you that the lightning is there. The thunder tells you something is coming. The thunder tells you uh, when to pay attention. Uh, the closer the thunder gets to the, the lightning, you know, when you see the lightning here, the thunder, obviously, the closer that that lightning is to you. So the thunder is telling you something is going on. Uh, God created a voice of thunder. Uh, his name is John the Baptist, and he called out in the wilderness saying, get ready. The lightning's coming, right? And when the thunder hits really close to your house, you know that the lightning is really, really 
close. And so, um, you know, he's, he's the God of thunder. And so it's not about his power. It's about the power of the lightning. And it's, it's not about our power. God is the, he's the, he's the lightning. We're just the thunder. And that, that really hit me because my job uh, is I'm a messenger. I'm, I'm a voice. Uh, God has loved a message into me. He's poured a message into me. He's honestly, he's burned this message into me. And I have a message. And he sent me out with that message. And so I've never really related to Thor before until I saw this this uh, this movie, Ragnarok. And and I realized that that's, that's my role. In fact, another happy lifer, the wife of the happy lifer whose house I was staying at, came up to me the, the, that morning before we, we watched that movie that night. And she just kept calling me. She was playing that song, Thunder, th- th- Thunder, Thunder, right? And then she'd sneak up behind me and said, did you hear that? And I'd jump. You say, what? And I'd say, what? And she'd say, oh, never mind. I, th- I thought it was thunder. It's just steeple. And she kept saying that. And she told me later on that she asked God what, what he wanted to say to me. She said she wanted to encourage me or something. And she felt like God told her that song and told her that I was a thunder. And she didn't even know what that meant. And I didn't even know what that meant either until I watched the movie that night. And I was in a, in a spot where I really was wanting some encouragement and needing, honestly, needing some encouragement. That's, that's you know, to pour courage into someone. That's encouragement. That's what it does. And I was in a desperate way for needing it. And, and these two, um, I actually married them uh, when they were younger. And now they've got six amazing kids, and, and uh, they're pretty incredible. But they've always poured life in me. But I told them this time, I said, I'll take all the life you can give me because I was just really desperate for some encouragement. And as I'm watching that movie, and, and Odin says to Thor, are you the god of the hammer? And in my mind, I was like, no, he's a god of thunder. And all of a sudden, it just hit me. Because that's what she had been calling me all day was thunder. She didn't call me a god, obviously, but she called me thunder. And God just got done saying, Steve, you're smart, stronger than you think you are. You're smarter than you think you are. And he said, but he told his, his dad, Odin, he said, but she, she, she got rid of my hammer. And he says, you're not the god of the hammer. That hammer, it was never about the hammer. That hammer is just what causes you to focus. That hammer is just what causes you to to uh, to bring the power, to, to get the power to come. It was never about the hammer. You're not the god of the hammer. And that's why camps are so powerful. Huh? Yeah. That's why camps are so powerful. Because at camp, what are we doing? We're focusing on God. At Bible camp, I should say. I don't know about anything else. At, at the youth camps, I'm speaking at it. Camp Daniel that I'm going to speak at for the next four weeks. Um, and I'm going to try to bring you some really cool stories from there. But at camp, you know, you, you usually they usually make you get rid of your phones. Uh, you don't have the stress of work as much. You don't have all these other things going on. There's only one thing you're focusing on. The hammer. Thor focused on his hammer, and that was what gave him confidence, because he knew he could call that hammer any time, but it was never about the hammer. It was about the thunder. He was the god of thunder, and God has made you, and it's not about the hammer. It's not... Camp is just the place where we focus on God. Sunday morning service is exactly the same way. Wednesday night service, Saturday night prayer meeting, all these times when God has showed up, and we've been at a service or something, we think it's about the service. 
service, but it's not about the service. That's the hammer. It's, the service was there to get us to focus on God. You know, you come to a church service, they're singing songs about God, they're talking about God, they're reading Bible verses about God. A guy gets up there and does a sermon on God. And so all our focus, even if we don't want to, I mean, how many times have, have you gone to a, a church service? Um, I know I've gone many times just tired, and you didn't even want to get involved. But after three or four songs, pretty soon they've got you kind of in the, the zone, kind of in the mood to think about God. And all of a sudden now the hammer shows up because you're focusing on God. And so at camp, it's nothing powerful about camp. Uh, it's nothing powerful about driving to you know a couple hours away because I've driven 10 hours away. I've driven a half hour away to go to camp. I've driven up in the mountains. I've, driven, I've been in the desert. Um, I've been in city situations. I've been in rural situations where we've had camp. And God has always showed up. You know why? Because I'm always focusing on him when I'm at camp. And so, you know, when I was a youth pastor, I decided if we're going to have a service every week, we're going to make it like camp. And we did. We made it like camp. And, and we made it a big deal every week. And I wanted to give them a chance to get to know Jesus better every week and, and to ask God to forgive them for anything they did wrong every week. And, and that's why our youth services were so powerful. But it wasn't about the youth service. That was just the hammer. It was about us focusing on God. So isn't that good news? I mean, I think that's super cool news because wherever we are, we can focus on God. But the problem is we limit Him. We focus on Him when we're at a church service. We think God only speaks in the Bible. We think God only speaks in Christian music, in Christian movies, whatever that looks like. Right? God speaks to us in all movies if we'll, if we'll keep our eyes open. He'll speak to us in all music if we'll keep our eyes open because God is everywhere. Man, He'll speak to you through a chai latte at Starbucks. He'll speak to you through the barista who gave it to you. He'll speak to you. I'm looking now at these guys loading and unloading the planes and, and God gets rid of our luggage. And I mean, there's there's so many things. I, I, I like to play a game oftentimes and say, find something that I can see God. And that's what when Jesus told parables, he saw God the Father in everything. And that's why he told parables. He was looking at a field when he said, God is like a field, right? And so we like to limit God by saying, God only shows up in, in these things that we deem Christian. He only shows up when a, when a pastor speaks to us. You know, at the last camp I was just at, I told them, feed yourself, don't feed on yourself. Don't beat yourself up, but feed yourself. I said, feed yourself, don't feed on others. And uh, we always want a pastor to feed us. We always want somebody stronger in God to feed us. We always want uh, a, a YouTube video to feed us. We always want um, Joyce Myers or some Bible teacher to feed us. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you can feed yourself. I mean, how old do you have to get to feed yourself? I mean, it's something when someone is a baby uh, and you feed them and it's cute and everything, but when they're 27 years old, unless you have a disability, like I'm going to be a camp, there's going to be people that are going to need to be fed. But if you can feed yourself, then feed yourself. And you can feed yourself. You can ask God how he's like an airplane, how he's like your breakfast. You can uh, find out what God is saying. You can read the Bible on your own. Um, you can listen to podcasts like this one. You can read books that are out there and stuff like that. But when you read them, you're feeding yourself. You might be getting information from somebody else, but learn how to feed yourself and not just, you know, all the time always cracks me up when we, you know, people talk about their church and say, well, my pastor just feeds me. Well, how old are you spiritually? If you're brand new in God, you're just a baby. 
babe in Christ, as we like to say, um, then then you need someone to feed you. But you know, when you've been around this Jesus thing for a while, you got to know how to feed yourself. And we limit God, and we need somebody else to feed us all the time because God is always speaking. We're not always listening. And what makes camps so great is when we focus on God, and that forces us to focus on God and set the phones down and not think about work and not think about anything else. And we've got nothing else to do. There's no TV to go to. There's no restaurant to go to. We just have the campgrounds, and oftentimes the campgrounds aren't much to brag on, right? So the camp is just the hammer that causes us to focus on God, and that's why God shows up. If you need God in your life, then focus on Him. Say, God, help me to see you in something right now. Help me to see you in the little parts of life. God, I need you. Show up in my life. Focus on Him. Take one minute. Put a a timer on your phone and say, I'm going to take one minute. I'm going to just try to ask God to speak to my mind. I'm going to try to quiet my mind. God, quiet my mind. I'm going to listen to you. Don't limit God and think that He can only speak to you through other people. He can only speak in a church service or He can only speak through Christian music or movies or, or, um, you know, a a sermon. God wants to speak to you all the time. I'm seeing a a car, the tarmac right here, with the lights flashing. It's like an alarm going, going, God's saying, yeah, pay attention. I want you to pay. The lights are flashing. They're trying to get your attention. And God is trying to get our attention. I'm saying, I'm just seeing, I just saw him in a security car, right? So we can see God in all sorts of things. We just need to learn how to focus our attention on the hammer and the thunder will come. Focus your attention on God. Focus your attention on Jesus. Focus your attention on his spirit. And the answer will come. The peace will come. The power will come. You can have a camp experience with yourself right now, wherever you're at. Maybe you're not able to go to a camp this summer. And if you can get to one, get to one. But you can create your own camp experience. And that's kind of what I'm doing with you right now at Chicago O'Hare International Airport. Well, I had to cross over the whole entire concourse in Chicago. That's a big one. So, um. I have to head back now, or I'm going to be late. I'm supposed to be boarding right now, but <laughs> so uh, I've got a little bit of a walk. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to include you in our summer camp series and let you be kind of a part of what we're doing as well. Go find yourself a hammer and focus on it. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.